0: You're listening to Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. Um, this is this is kind of a special one today because um, I, I had plans to do another a different kind of C, uh, CSG today, uh, talking about a more Nuggets-related subject. But um, uh, sadly, a Denver sports icon, uh, Irv Brown, passed away this morning, uh, the morning of the Super Bowl. And I think that uh, there's a lot of people, and it, th- this may be something that may o- only interest a certain subset of you who, folks who live in and around uh, Colorado and have done for a number of years, uh, going back, you know, probably you're going to have to go back to at least the 90s to really appreciate, fully appreciate the impact of Irv Brown on the radio side. And going farther than that, uh, Irv Brown uh, impacted Colorado sports as someone who coached um, who refed uh, college basketball and in fact, refed six final fours, if you can believe that. Um, and really was one of the most, if not the most respected Colorado uh, member of the sports community. Um, and he had a tremendous impact on my own life, my own um, pursuit of anything because i I, honestly none of us in denver would be anywhere close to where we are right now um you know granted i'm not of any lofty and any i I would say ross martin and uh nate timmons would say the same thing uh we're not of any elevated uh status within quote unquote the media because none of us consider ourselves media um we are but we are allowed to wait to do what we do and have been allowed to do that because of people like Irv Brown who, well, along with Joe, Joe Williams through the 80s uh, and the 90s into the mid-2000s oh, maybe longer than that um, pioneered a uh, sports talk in Denver that was unique, warm and uh, one of the best if not the best examples of what you should do on on radio and in sports radio. Uh, my first experience, actually, with Irv Brown came in 1988. And the only reason I remember this is because I was 10 years old, right? And you, nom- you normally don't see 10-year-olds calling a sports radio program. Uh, and my two favorites at the time were Theory Smith, who passed away 10 years ago, uh, another one of the Denver legends, and uh, uh, Irvin Joe. And Irvin Joe at that time had a afternoon slot from two to six on uh, KBig, uh, an AM radio station here in Denver. And uh, actually, before them would be Theory Smith from ten to two, and then uh, Irvin Joe would take over from two to six. And it was I I listened to the show religiously all through my early teens. Um, I used to lay. Uh, on my back on my bed with my butt and legs against the wall and I had this basketball that I had in my hands and I would throw it up on my feet and kind of bounce the ball on the balls of my feet and my toes uh, up and down and then I would kick it back onto my hands and I'd throw it up and all the while I was listening to Irvin Joe. Um, That was my routine and I would memorize everything going on sports talk was the way it is even the callers back then weren't obnoxious uh well they always could be but they weren't obnoxious uh to that extent and about in 88 uh i decided to call Irvin joe to tell them because i believe that was the 54 win nuggets um season from 1987-88 um uh, they started off hot lulled in the middle and ended the year hot and well towards the end of the year, and then they kind of fell off, and then they ended up losing in the second round because Fat Lever got injured again. Um, long story short, that was... But anyway, the mid-season, I called Irvin Joe. Picture, picture a 10-year-old voice calling Irvin Joe. And uh, I, I wanted to ask about Alex English, and in fact, I think the premise of it was to say how great Alex English was, and he's the best uh, Nuggets player uh, ever. And... Before, and I was actually calling to ask Joe this, but before um, Joe could finish, Irv butted in and decided to tell me all about Byron Beck. Um, that was my really my first exposure into Irv Brown was him telling me about how great Byron Beck was um, and his history of being from the University of Denver and, um, you know, really uh, being the Denver guy who ended up making good in the all through the ABA. And that was my first exposure to that sort of thing because then at that time, I'm just exclusively NBA and I know that Nuggets team, you know, with uh, Michael Adams, Alex English, Jake Vincent, um, Danny Shays, Blair Blasmussen, um, Wayne Cooper coming off the bench. It was just, it was, you know, it was that team and uh, <laughs> Irv decided to educate me on Byron Beck and I'll never forget it and that's always stuck with me and I think that kind of took that into my own uh, way of thinking throughout my life was that I, I tend to be a little as you all know on here I'm a little pedantic and I tend to be long-winded and um, you know, in many ways, a lot like Sandy Clough, but the way, the genial way that um, Irv handled p- people and he handled callers to so someone who was 10 years old, by the way, 10 years old. He took the time to just tell me about Byron Beck and all of us in Denver know about Irv. And, and, you know, there he had a tremendous impact on, you know, like I said, college ref, ba- baseball coach, um, uh, See the last CU baseball coach um and uh you know this all through his career being someone who was associated with um being an integral part of what is Denver sports on the north side of Denver he lived in Arvada um as on, on most of you know I grew up in Arvada and uh, I finally felt like a kinship with uh, um uh Irv, you know, when he ended up moving to Arvada and being, you know, I think he coached baseball at Arvada High School, and I went to Arvada West briefly. Um, it is a, it is a, something that, you know, it was like, oh, Irv was part of that culture. And he always used to say, uh, welcome to the north side of Denver, where we take it a little, we take things a little slower, which is always true. And that's always stuck with me. Um, but as a sports talk host, he made a, the, the biggest, his, probably his biggest impact. And there are uh, many people who are my age and older who remember Irv Brown as that guy who would talk about um, the company that started on a garage in Garfield Street, which is uh, uh, Scott's Liquid Gold, or Getting in the Hunt, uh, Red Dogging Someone. Um, It's just, you just kind of knew it. And it's amazing how sports talk hosts will stick in your brain, you know, especially for someone like me who, you know, look, I'm in my 40s, but, I mean, there's guys who are in their 30s who remember Irvin Joe. Um, the thing to do was to listen to Irvin Joe. They dominated Denver afternoon sports talk, dominated it. They, they're, they're, It's hard because radio isn't what it used to be, but Irvin Joe had a such a tremendous impact on on the way we perceive sports in denver that joe and irv had their shtick joe would deliberately antagonize people not be comp- not be genuine and what won- he had this thing with john stockton he used to always just say that john stockton was better than isaiah thomas and I don't know if he believed it, but he would, I knew he would do it just to rile people up. And then Irv was the guy who had to calm people down. He was the voice of reason and all that, which is what they called Joe, the voice of reason. But um, it, was, it was a shtick that was well-honed, well-crafted, um, but it came across because likely, mostly because of Irv as genuine. And I had, they had, for me exclusively, such an impact. Because of my obsessive listening, I mean, they on Fridays on KBC they used to go up to the Buffalo Bar and Grill, and I remember I when I was late, later in my life I went to the Buffalo Bar and Grill exclusively because I remembered it from Urban Joe. I mean, <laughs> they would go up there, and I just it just burned into my brain Buffalo Bar and Grill. And then when I left uh, Denver uh, and lived in Grand Junction for about eight years. Uh, we couldn't listen. And then when I came back, Irv and Joe were still going strong and they had moved to uh, what became The Fan, uh, which was on at the time AM. And Irv and Joe was still the great program that we always remembered it, you know, back when I was listening through in the late 80s through the mid 90s. And it be, it was still, it was like sweeping back into a, a, a you know, a comfortable situation. And, it was something that I I think I needed when I came first came back to Denver in two thousand one two thousand two was I needed to hear that and you know Theory Smith was still doing radio back then you know it was nice to hear Theory and those of you who don't know Theory Theory was one of these guys who was an icon of Denver sports talk uh, and he sadly passed away uh, almost exactly ten years ago and uh, it is it is one of those things to see the old guys who were around Colorado die because it it, kind of marks your own time. At the same time, it gives you an idea of the time that was passed. Um, I ran into Irv uh, leaving the Mile High Sports office, my unpaid gig at Mile High Sports. And uh, I walked through. They had this little lobby that's right by the main door at the Bovalon where uh, the my life sports office in the bowl I should say and Irv was sitting there with his wife and uh, <laughs> they were reading and this was probably about three months ago three or four months ago and Irv was reading a, a magazine and maybe it was longer than it's probably about six months ago now that I think about it hers um, health took a dive uh, really quickly and then he ended up that's uh, one of the reasons he passed away but when I saw him then, I talked to him uh, about five minutes. He was sitting there with his wife, just reading My Life Sports Magazine, waiting to go on to, with Joe. Um, and it was nice to talk to Irv. And I was like, uh, yeah, he asked me, you know, where I grew, uh, grew up. And I was like, yeah, I uh, grew up in Arvada. I said, oh, I live there. And I said, yeah, you know, you look, Irv, I listened to you. And I called your program consistently from about the late 80s to about 93, 94. And he goes, really? He says, man. He said, uh, so you were a kid back then? I said, yeah, I started at 10 and ended at 15. And he goes, that's amazing. <laughs> and he genu- looked genuinely happy that someone would take that time, especially at that age, to you know listen to a program that was just essentially something that's in- as inconsequential as sports talk, just listening to that. And I was obsessive. I was extremely obsessive. I'd come home from school. I'd go downstairs, which was where my room was, and I would shut the door, put my legs up on the on the wall, and throw the ball up and have the radio on listening to Urban Joe. And I would listen to them for, from 2 to 6 every day. And it's amazing how what a tremendous impact that made on my life. And I don't think that I would have even thought about writing about sports or participating in the the ovior that has become um, what we call quote-unquote media, even though I'm not a media member. Um, I, I couldn't have done it, and I couldn't even fathom it, if I hadn't had that exposure with Irvin Joe. I just couldn't. And I, <laughs> my dad has a can of lit with gold, and after I heard of Irving's er- death, I, I went to his house, and I was looking at it, and I like, well, look at his I saw I saw Scott's liquid gold and I teared up. You know, and it's so and it seems dumb, but it's the kind of impact that Irv had on me. And in the and and I think he had that impact on a lot of people. My friend Terry Fry was the one who broke the news, and Terry was knew Irv going back to his days in college. And uh my friend Les Shapiro, a colleague of of uh Irv's going way, way, way back. Uh, uh, Tom Green uh, was one of my favorite people in all of Denver sports media. He talked about it. If you go to Twitter or if you see reports like on the death of Irv Brown, you'll, you'll realize the tremendously large impact Irv had on everything. And even though sports talk radio, particularly the fan, is not a friendly all-encompassing Denver sports um, entity that it used to be. Um, Everything that that station is and the large uh, share they have in Denver media right now is largely due to the hard work and the absolute phenomenon that was the Irv and Joe show. And that was due to Irv and Joe, and particularly Irv, being who they were, and uh, they're and I've met both of them, and they're, they are not phony people. You know, they had a shtick, but they were not phony. Irv er was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, and I have only met him three, a handful of times. You know, before they left the fan. In fact, several years before they left the fan, I'm talking about 2002. This is about shortly after I returned to Denver from Grand Junction. They were doing a remote from a McDonald's in Thornton. As all all of you know, I live up in Thornton. And my dad and I decided to go see him. So we went to this McDonald's, um, I think it was on 120th and Washington. And we went there specifically just to see them. It had nothing to do with food, nothing to do with anything like that. We went in, uh, got ourselves a, a couple of fries, and just watched the show. And Irv and Joe came over afterwards and said hi to us. And Irv was the nicest person. And it was it's everything that I remembered Irv Brown being when I would obsessively listen to that program back in the day. And as someone who is doing this for a living and is not nearly as good and will never be as good as Irv Brown, I'd like to extend my condolences to his family first and foremost, but to also say thank you. You know? man, I can't imagine my life not listening to Irv and Joe or not hearing about Irv, Irv Brown. Um, that impact he had was enormous. And I think at by the end of his life, Irv find, really did know, really did know how beloved he was in Denver. There's a lot of you younger people who listen to CSG who d- don't know anything about Irv Brown. Irv Brown is... An icon for a reason and I wish they had some archives of the Urban Joe show to, to play for you because it was fun. It was fun. Thank you, Irv. Thank you. I I wouldn't be where I am without you. And I thank for the thankful for the impact you had on my life. See you all next week.